This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Toffee TV podcast, episode 24. Baz, Stee, and myself, Ped, in the seat this week. Um, winter break. Great, wasn't it? I mean, it didn't really feel like a winter break, if I'm if I'm honest. Just felt like a international weekend. Yeah. Or something. What did you What did you want to feel? I don't like? know. Wintery. Winter. Maybe? Well, like, well, I mean, Storm Dennis was here. We had Storm Kira and yeah, then Storm Dennis. Dennis. If they stop naming these things, it'd just be a wet and windy day. You know. I mean, they're made up. You say that there's people getting to work in canoes. No, we know, but I'm sure, but there's people have gone to work in canoes for ever. Yeah. Just that when he didn't call them names, they just want to, you know, that thing with America that happens there, and we get it 20 oh, years yeah. later. Okay, that's what it is. Stop naming it, just stop naming it. Stop giving it a, like, stop giving it a stop, face. Yeah, yeah, you're giving it the time of day. Stop, stop it. giving it the time of day. Yeah. So, it hangs around more, if, I find. Okay, so if we stop giving it the time of day. Yeah. Like it's, a self-fulfilling prophecy. So, oh, I don't think whether it is self-fulfilling, it it's it not. Is. You keep telling everyone. So, I got, so, hang on, so in your world, Right. Mm-hmm. What we do is we don't tell anyone there's a storm coming, and when their well, town the storm. fills up with water, it's just a storm, a isn't it? Just, so we don't warn anyone. We don't need to give it a name. You can just say this weekend. There is it's actually be... there is actually a reason why they give them names. Why? To track them. There's a meteorological. We reason. don't need to know it. Okay, that storm that's coming. Mm? Is that what they're just going to say? There's a storm coming. Just say this weekend, gale force winds, flood warning in effect for this area, that area. Move on. See, I don't remember them naming stuff. They never did. Twenty years ago. No, they no, didn't. because they didn't name them ten years ago. They name them five, maybe five years ago. Yeah. They never used to do the weather a while ago either. But they, but it, they, but did. they did. I mean, Michael they've Fish always doesn't. done the weather. No, they haven't always done the weather. Well, in my, I'm forty-seven in well, my yeah, lifetime. That, that, that's not always. That's not always, done. is it? Yeah, in my lifetime, always. Well, I didn't say your lifetime, did I? Was Michael Fish not real? Well, it was definitely real. Steve on the weather, didn't mm? he? They've all done it, Steve. They've done no, it since. I'm saying, but there was a time. What about when? when well, yeah, when cave member around, no, they might have done Fred it. Yeah, the weatherman used to jump. Yeah. let's not talk about Fred the weatherman, please. They've done it. They've much. done. They've done it for years. <laughs> well, they've done it for years, but they didn't always have weather. It wasn't until there was. Well, a, we've always had weather. It let's wasn't until there was a disaster off the coast of Anglesey by Mulfrey that we uh, started getting proper weather reports. That was in the 1900s. So we've all we've had it in our lifetimes. All of <laughs> I didn't mention so our there lifetime. There you go. So I wasn't going back to the year dot, was I? <laughs> it's not the year dot. I know you don't believe in like things like dinosaurs and that kind of thing, but you know time is a lot longer than what you think it is. <laughs> I thought you said time wasn't real. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Time is a lot. Oh, longer. so it isn't real. Okay. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Time just... is time well, is. Stop whatever. quoting it if it's not real. I'm not quoting it. It didn't. It just said it time. Put, it didn't times. put a quote out. It didn't t- leave us. Weather man didn't leave a statement. Well, he do, he apparently he does because there's another there's a storm. Elsie is something on its way now. Elsie? Elsie? From Dennis to Elsie? Yeah. These names. No, no. Claiming on the weatherman. Well, he can't. Well, exactly. Mm. So, is that like the same thing for, like, diseases that are always in the the news? Should we not give them names and just go, there's a bad bug going about? (laughs) Well, diseases have always had names. Yeah, so, but there must have been a time when they didn't have names. Possibly in, like, the 1600s, yeah. No, oh, you mean like diabetes, just high sugar levels? Yeah, so it must have been the same. Yeah, so it's the same with weather, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, we don't. No. See, I think it's better to give the weather a name. Why? Than diseases. Why? Because I, I, I actually think the going on the telly and telling everyone about this this coronavirus is a load of nonsense. That to me is nonsense. 
I mean, sure, the Chinese will disagree. No, but that's fine. In China, they can—they probably not even sell it anyone in China. No, it's just—it's just the flu, isn't it? Well, it doesn't matter what it is. The more they talk about it, the more they get people riled up, and for something that simply yeah. won't affect them. The weather, on the other hand, in places like poor Shrewsbury, because a mm. poor Bill over there, I mean, his shoes are wet. Come in with wet socks. He did, but that's because it's raining here. Well, fair enough. <laughs> um, but that actually does have an effect. Where coronavirus. Will... But what difference to? You know, to the good people of Shrewsbury, yeah. you know, and, and Oswestry and Telford and the surrounding areas. I mean, they wouldn't say they, the same exactly. about Exactly, but you know, what difference does it make to them if it's called Dennis or if it's just Storm, be careful this weekend, gale force winds, <laughs> yeah. flood warning. Because, because the reason if you give it a name is you can clarify exactly where it's going. And what it's doing because well, you've you've created. No, but what difference does it make to the people? The weather people, fair enough, they they might want to have the names. What's the difference between Kieran and Dennis? Yeah, well, they're two different diff- storms, aren't they? They've both done the same. There's about thing. Four, no, no, day, I, I, four I, days or something. They've both done the same thing, though, haven't they? Well, they have, but yeah. you've got to keep people. If you keep people informed, they've got a better chance of protecting their property. Number but one, we, number one, and and also by just name, by just giving it a name, you are breaking down the the idea of having to explain what it is. Think about, think it's still a storm. Think about, think about. Yeah, you just, you just said it's it was a bit rain. of wind and rain. It's wind and rain. So it's a storm. <laughs> it doesn't need a name. Well, yeah, but you've got to define it from one thing to another. No, no, no the experts, right? Who they can define it themselves. They want to call Billy, it. Billy, do us a favour. Find out why they give storms names and come back to us. To fill a TV slot on the news, probably. But if they say <laughs> storm thingo's coming, right? Then straight away you're like, we've got to be ready for that. If Why? They, because people's houses are flooded. Yeah, but they say there's a storm coming anyway. The weekend. Why does it need a name? Yeah, I'm with Baz on this one. Because there are meteorological reasons why it's. Be so, we'll find out in a minute. That's the reason I have names, I believe, is so they can isolate them and then they can track them. Well, of course they're gonna track them. So when they put them on telly, it sounds better if it's no, got that, a name. There you go. No, that's so what I'm saying. Job done. So it's so it's the so same. It's superficial for the telly. Well, of course it's not. It hasn't got a T-shirt saying my name is yeah, Irene it, on it. it says to avoid confusion and streamline communication. There you go. That's exactly what I've just <laughs> said. That's exactly what well, I've just said. Well, it's a load of nonsense because oh, yeah. Kira's not still sat in Shrewsbury in the McDonald's with the MILFs, is it? No, waiting? no, but if I said... Because Dennis has bounced But if through. I said I'm joined well, on, on the... the who's, who's he? Hang on, is it Kira? Or is it Dennis? If I said I'm joined on the podcast by Man 1 and Man 2... It might be hard to define which one well, of you really. is. Not really, not really. I mean, obviously, we, we know Steve because he's got that slight... Arrow Park twang about him. And so, they come in in a mask. <laughs> but no, yeah. that's fair enough. But yeah. I do. I mean, the way you're sounding, honestly, you've gone full Noah, and you should never go full Noah. You don't want to tell thing. anyone about the floods because you just think it's going to sweep away the old uh, bad people. The bad, the what? Full Noah. I honestly, you've lost me now. <laughs> You've, you've had it's you finally happened. It's finally happened. Eight years of trying. It's finally happened. But going back to winter break. Yeah, it's yeah. not cold anyway, is it? it? Never gets cold now. I don't think it's been. I that mean, cold it's literally four and a half degrees today. That's not like cold. Like cold. That's not cold. Feels chilly. When was the last time you had to put a proper big coat on because it was cold? I've put it on a few times. Mm. I've been that just not for the I've been, been cold. No, it's not been cold. Like um. But anyway, that's not the reason for the winter break. The winter break We've got the winter break, and it was go- it was all right. Do you think it's Do you think it's made any difference? I'll tell you that six o'clock on Sunday or half six. No, I mean, to so the teams you watched over the weekend, maybe who might have played. And I didn't watch what they. No, one, one thing I noticed was there was actually a lot more injuries after, from people teams coming back from the break. Mm. A lot of knocks picked up straight after or during the game and after the games mm. as well. So it makes you think. I, I we've said before, and you'll have heard it because we've done it on the lives and stuff. Yeah. Is that the time for a winter break is in the middle of December? Yeah. Is in the middle of a load of games, a ton of games. It's not when they've all come and gone, and January's gone, and then throw it in the middle. The, you know, just cut, reduce the games over Christmas. You know, it's play just, Boxing Day, yeah. play New Year's Day. Don't yeah. play any other. Don't even time. play New Year's Day. Well, no, I wouldn't. I to wouldn't. be honest, I just play Boxing the 20, Day. And come back on when the we played Arsenal. 
for me, Everton wouldn't have played again then until the yeah. FA Cup third yeah. round. There wouldn't have been any yeah. games over Christmas. But it's not going to happen because of the money. The TV. The TV. Or play. Do what they've just done this week. Play after games on Boxing Day and the other after games on New Year's Day. And that way you're still getting the league programme. But again, they won't do that. Was, people like, oh. uh, the games on New Year's Day have never been less interested to watch football in my no, life. No, terrible. Uh, Everton were playing Man City, honestly. Yeah. I, well, I watched the game, but I actually was Didn't glad care. when it was over. Because yeah. <laughs> I was like, just, I just don't get New Year's Day the, football. The problem is, what, what I find... Terrible to watch as is well. There's just games, there's game after game after yeah. game. You know, they'll stagger them, so you've got games on the 26th, 27th, 28th. Yeah, we had game. We played on the twenty sixth and the twenty eighth. There was then games on the Sunday, the games on New Year's Day, then the Wednesday, then the Thursday. You just can't be bothered no. with it. It just becomes. It gets in the way you become yeah. jaded with the football, do, and yeah. and that's us, and that's just us. Yeah, the players are dropping like flies. They're always. They are always and look at Newcastle four plays in one game the quality suffers as that's well the, it's supposed the, to be like but I suppose from their point of view the way they look at it is, is what, when teams are jaded then you start getting unexpected yeah. uh, wins and losses and yeah. then that allows the table to have a bit of a um, mix up and you could probably say that we may have benefited, benefited from that maybe we don't. you don't know because mm. but um, yeah, I, I just, I've got no problem with a winter break they just need to they just need to um, do the winter break at a different time it's a bit too late for me yeah the, we had nine games in December yeah you know and there was a, a lot in January and you just Definitely, think of teams yeah. who were playing who had those games then there was two there was four teams playing two semi-finals as well on top of everything else in yeah. January Villa, Leicester City, United had extra games yeah it's just the quality's crap like and the said. cards actually went down the crowds went down and the other thing is you do become you become less interested yeah. because there's so much mm. Do you know what I mean? I was thinking it's because one of the big parts as well, though, and I think this was one of the big reasons for Christmas football or whatever. But you used to have a society that a lot of people had time off over Christmas, so fuck going to football was a big thing. Mm. Now we live in a hundred mile an hour society. No, people don't have time time to have off. You know, we know what nine to five jobs Monday to Friday becoming a lot more rare. People don't get that break, so they don't get the time for leisure over the Christmas break. So. People are going to have to choose now. It's mad. Every year you do when you're going to, into Christmas when you're like, oh, I want to do this and I'm going to see that person. And by the end of it, mm. that week, you're like, you you're haven't done any of those of things. I've done anything. I've spent a few days with the family or whatever, but I haven't done any of those things. So yeah, the idea, like you said, of having a game on New Year's Day Stupid. and things like that are just mad. I mad. So yeah. I'd love to, them to bring that in, but it, they, they won't unless TV ratings. I've got no like problem that. with Boxing Day. Boxing Day is fine. But I don't even like the Boxing Day game to be I honest with you I think it's more for like families who might want to take the kids on Boxing Day type of thing more than anything I just, that's how I look I'd love nothing better than to just oh me too say goodbye to footy for a week me too me Christmas the last Saturday before Christmas dental or whatever yeah. have a good 10 days without Everton playing and just enjoy Christmas and then then by that time, you're ready to, you're excited again, you're ready to yeah. go again, and it's like, come on, you know, I'm, I'm chomping at the bit. Yeah. Boxing Day, you've had a, you know, Christmas Day, yeah. and then it's like, oh, Everton are playing. This year, we was trying to just enjoy the Burnley win. We were playing, like, we coming here on the Friday, we were playing yeah. again on the Saturday. Newcastle. You know, yeah. and Newcastle had it even worse, really, because they played um, at uh, R5 on Boxing Day, so... They had and they were away at United, yeah. so they had even less time to recover than us. Now, okay, that benefited Everton by about four hours, but yeah. whatever. But just as a spectacle for, I remember last year when we played Leicester on oh, New Year's Day. You know, it, was, awful, it was honestly one of the worst games of football I've ever been to in my life. Won. It was horrific. <laughs> well, my lad was the mascot, and yeah. my missus doesn't ever go. She's never. It's the first Everton game she'd ever been to. Yeah, and we went and she, she'd never want to go again yeah, it was, shot on it it was pathetic <laughs> there was one shot on target scored, I think yeah. Vardy scored yeah, that was yeah. it John Joe Kenny hit the bar in the first that's, that's the only thing that happened it was terrible yeah, it was everyone awful. was bored mm-hmm. and the other thing you find as well like there's loads of loads of people around you see blue sheets all over the place yeah, at do, Christmas because yeah. people just can't get there on Boxing Day because yeah. whatever and it's like Goodison's always full you see it at all of the grounds there's gaps everywhere because people are like, how can I travel there? Or imagine, you know, we know certainly in this city, a lot of people come over from Ireland for both Everton and Liverpool yeah. and you're getting a flight over on Boxing Day and stuff. Oh, no, just, no, no, no. just swerving. No, no. 
Just take one of the games out at least and yeah. let everyone just breathe over Christmas. Oh, 28 funds got to go. Germany's got it right. Yeah. Germany have I'll, got it I'll, right. I'll, as always. Well, yeah. No, Kelsey Price. They've got it. So one of the things that has happened the last few days is um, this ban for Manchester City mm. from, from UEFA, FFP, breaching the rules of FFP. Um, it's going to be very, very interesting because I know, I know it, this does affect us, let's be right. Yeah. Mm. This does affect... Everton, because obviously we've heard it in the last six months or so when we're trying to buy players. The word FFP keeps on coming up. It's become it's like one of those words that yeah. you shouldn't shouldn't need to know what it is, no. but it's become so part of the um, football language now mm. that you shouldn't know what it is really. But it has become a big thing. Um, and Man City look like they're going to fight the ban. Two year ban, twenty six million, thirty million, thirty, 30 million, million euros. 30, yeah. yeah, so twenty six yeah, million. 26 million, million yeah. I didn't need to go to Thomas Cook to work that out, but um, not that there are any Thomas Cook. No, there's on, no, yeah, they've gone. Steve Sadly. does holiday, so he'll know all yeah, about yeah. this travel company just yeah. on his own, yeah. right there. There you go. <laughs> I mean, if you told me, I would have plugged your travel company, but there you go. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so they've got a big fine, but it's going to be so interesting in the next three months what happens with this because this, I genuinely think them hitting City could literally change the face of football going forward in terms of the rules because I can only see one outcome if City really get their teeth into this yeah there's for me there's no way it's really interesting because if it stood then obviously it, the yeah. fifth place becomes yeah. the Champions League place and that potentially could benefit Everton mm. European football could benefit it could go to, well it will go to eighth, eighth yeah. right so so essentially that would benefit Everton but the other side to that is the interesting thing is it could blow the, the UEFA could rue oh, the yeah. day they decided to take Man City mm-hmm. on and what I mean by that is you're going up against a very powerful organisation in country. Manchester City it's a country let's have it right and sovereignty how can you I remember when FFP was first muted right and I'll be honest I was all for it yeah. because what I thought was I thought it'd have a different... Little bit like VAR. Why do we keep on trusting people yeah. in football? This is the problem. Yeah. It's that you trust... You, you look at it and go, well, I agree with something that tries to make everything fair. Right? Same with VAR. I agree with things that try to make football better. The same with goal line technology. I was made up when that come in. Yeah. Took away all the arguments. If the referee's thing buzzes, goal. it's a goal. End yeah. off. You can't argue. Thought VAR would be like that it hasn't been used properly no, it's not VAR the people doing it haven't done it properly and FFP was kind of the same thing I was hoping we'd get a more fair you know fair, yeah. it's the, the kind of the clues in the name yeah. you know I thought everybody get a little bit more of a level playing field I remember having this conversation when it was coming in with a couple of people who were who were involved in at Everton doing the stuff and they were like if this comes in it's actually the worst thing and I was like, no, no, because it'll help. And they were like, no, no, what it'll do is, exactly what it's done, is it'll pull a ladder up and leave everybody else behind. It only benefits the teams who are at the very top now with all the lucrative deals. And that's how it's played out. And it's got worse. Yeah. You know, and UEFA, don't, the UEFA, let's have it right, they don't like Manchester City because of the power that they have with the money. Mm. They don't platinum started all this. They, did, yeah. they don't like PSG. Because they've got the same thing, and yet the the iron, you know, the irony of the whole thing is, this has been happening forever and a day. Yeah. Manchester United spending whatever, Liverpool, Liverpool say, yeah. you know, Liverpool are getting investigated now as well. You know, I think that that's gone under the radar a little bit. Yeah. That Liverpool can be hit with this. They've they've had record losses. And there'll be a lot of teams had. now looking. But a lot them. of teams are going. Oh, I'm gonna say this yeah. actually affects us. So I think. I think Man City from when they, what's really interesting no this is the longest answer no, ever God, sorry what's really interesting is when this started a few days ago people were like about time as yeah, well yeah. hit them hard yeah. and as it's gone on and other people are going hang on that spotlight's coming towards us yeah people are now going this could this will be for the better if City win it mm. there's been a real yeah. shift in attitude so I, I think it could be I've seen it today yeah, so it could be Bosman, as big as the Bosman's ruling really. I just think with with the whole dynamic of the situation now, it's just they've took on the wrong club, in my opinion, for mm. one, to try and make an example of because they take they normally say that for us, yeah. Wouldn't he? That's what I mean. And yeah. you look at the people who run Man City, um, that um, what's his name, the 
filed the rumours out. They got the, the chief executive. Yeah, yeah. Like he, he, Kelly, 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 Kelly Muldoon, yeah. He, 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 he seems like he's the type of guy who's got his. Oh, he's yeah. not the type yeah. of person I don't think would put Manchester City in that position. Maybe of where there would be a problem in the future. I just think they're just too clever people around the club. Man, sure. Look at the, the, the and, I, and, I, and I just and I just think. Why not? Why have they not made examples of other teams who've done it? It just, it just. Paris Saint Germain had um, and Man City. Man City Galata- no, Galatasaray, PSG, well, Man- PSG. City have been punished. PSG yeah. and City had their squads. They had the squads due to twenty Milan got banned. Milan were banned. Um, but, but all three have been appealed. But won, the thing with City they? is, and this is what I find really interesting. I think they've they've took it really like. They calm. knew it was coming and they were very calm and they've already been planning for this. And I think that's where I think football has got to be ready for this because I can see a big change coming. I just can't see. See, this is the interesting thing about football is it's like when anything happens in, in life in terms of law, whether you appeal, if you get done for anything and you appeal it, it takes time and mm. it gets through gets dragged through the court. The thing about football is you haven't got time to drag things through the court no. in football. Because we've got to the season, you and can't. Competition so powerful, and you next can't season. stop. You can't stop a competition, and the, but the law dictates that if you're a, if you're in an appeal phase, you are innocent during the journey. Hmm. Um, and funny, I mean, the thing that keeps it sounds stupid, but I was watching a documentary on um, Netflix about a guy in um, American football who got done for murder, and, and he oh, yeah, and yeah. but he, the law he appealed it. And when he was on appeal, he killed himself. Yeah. And yeah. the law said that he was innocent. Like that's how mad law is. They actually changed the law after him. But yeah. that's how mad law yeah, is. Yeah, is yeah. that you're innocent when you're on a, in, on, on the appeal? So mm. I can see City grabbing this and throwing everything at it. And I really hope they change FFP and get rid of it. Now that's not me saying that the football clubs should be, have rich football clubs should have the power to just do what they want and go out there and spend all the money. I I believe there should be a salary cap, but the salary cap cap should be even for everyone it should be the same figure for everyone and then people will go well that doesn't that won't stop anything because man city and Paris Saint Germain have got all this money and we haven't so what that's life that's mm. the way football's always it's like, been that's what life is that's fo- that that well, is life and that's yeah and this is not and that, that like people if you're yeah. sat around if you're sat you know you could be sat in a, a bar with three fellas and one could have a hundred million pound mm-hmm. in yeah. his bank account, and one could have hundred grand, yeah. and you might have ten grand, or, or you might have a hundred quid. You're all got the same opportunities to get that money. All right, the fellow with a hundred million can buy whatever he wants. You can't, but that's life. But that's not saying that you couldn't do the lottery, stay or mm-hmm. someone who you've met has, has left you fifty million quid, and then all of a sudden yeah. you're that person. But by saying, "Well, hang on, that fella over there with a the hundred million, he's allowed to do what he wants," but you know what, you've there's a lot of money here to give you, Steve, but I can't give you yeah. it because it's not allowed. And that means that you're never given that same opportunity exactly that that fellow's given. But if there's a if there is a ceiling, then you know we can't go absolutely mm. mad. Mm. Um, and I think that's the way it's got to be because at the moment, like you said previously, you've got clubs. Money is always there's always different places with money. You know, we go back. 15 to 20 years ago it was Chelsea coming in mm-hmm. and and okay and what, he was able to do whatever he wanted whatever he wanted he built Chelsea from nothing yeah to something very very quickly Paris Saint-Germain just done it yeah and you know City yeah. City were in the bleeding playoff 10 years ago or a bit longer 13 years ago weren't they 12 finished 14th of the year so uh, why so why, so what so why can't anyone else do that you yeah. know what I mean Blackburn won the league in, in you know 93 on the same on the same uh, the same model, same, yeah. sorry, ninety five, mm. wasn't it? On the same principle, mm. was was exactly the same thing. Mm. Local man made good, spent his money on his football club. That's his right. They go and get all the best players. But how long did that last for? Lasted for one year. Mm. You know, when I we got Newcastle, Freddie Shepherd, yeah. but low, Shepherd, they, the only yeah. reason why they were in the Champions League for a few years was because Freddie Shepherd yeah. ploughed money in Manchester United. John Morse. The Moors family did it for Liverpool. For Liverpool and, and the it happens. It happens, and I just think that what you, what you, what, what FFP is trying to create actually is a is a monopoly. Yeah. Yeah. It's trying to create a artificial super league. It's trying to get. You know, we've done this on the footy show. Mm. We, we did it early when the Champions League this year. Every club that is in the last, um, who's in this round now, mm-hmm. got a, are all from the top five leagues in Europe. 
So already you're streamlining, already you're saying yeah. they're going to be the best of the best. Mm. Why? Because all the other clubs can't afford it. They can't break the monopoly. So, yeah. so, so for us, yeah. we're sitting here and we're going, every week we're always having a laugh about Megaphone and having a laugh yeah. about USM and all mm. this. These are the things we're having to do or try and do, even though we've got money. Mm. We keep on talking about FFP. We're, we're, okay, we've been, we've been poor with money. But that shouldn't hinder us going forward. Mm. You've got to still be responsible and, and have responsible spending, but it shouldn't hinder you trying to be better. Because City, hang on, City go. had Shinna Watson yeah. in 06, right? He come in and he, he spent money. Remember, they spent, they bought Bo, uh, Boyan, not Boyan, what's his name? But the kid from the Bulgarian striker, he got he done his knee and then he put Bozhinov, mm. he bought all of them, Milano. They had all of that early bit of money with Shinna yeah. Watson, he spent. 60 70 million at a time, and that was quite yeah, a bit of was, money. Yeah. Sent that on different players, and, and you know, it didn't work. And then the, they sold it to Sheikh Mansour, and he come in. So they'd already started the process of just spend the money, waste the money a bit like we did because mm. you're trying to jump three, four, five steps quickly. Mansour comes in, gets Rabino, spends a ridiculous amount of money, and then people start it. Don't forget this law. Certainly things like the short-term cost control and FFP are only coming in 2013-14. That's when it started, which is hence why, you know, the, the backtracking now saying, well, hang on, this was broken, this rule, Liverpool have broke this rule and things, or 2012 onwards. Look so, at the person who brought it in, that's what I always say. What the, well, look at he's well, been yeah. done. Well, exactly, he's since, been, since, well, exactly. And I remember right. him going to, saying, we will go to war with the Premier League yeah. team to get this. Kind because up. they didn't want it. They didn't it want that, but teams like... I mean, Barcelona and Real Madrid are held up, you know, as they're the great team. Yeah. Real Madrid got a training ground ball for them for 500 million when it was worth 4 million or something. That's what the, the Spanish government gave them yeah. for a training ground and built them this. They remortgage the thing. They spend whatever they want. Barcelona are exactly the same. Yeah. It's all, oh, you know, we do this and we do that. So it, already they've allowed this monopoly to be created all through life. There should be nothing in place that says, say Everton, because it's our club and we're talking about it, Alistair Ushmanov should be able to turn around and go, I want into Everton and I'm going to give them 400 million this summer. I've got the money, mm. I'll underwrite it, 400 million to go and do what he wants, which is what he wants to do and what Machiri would like to do. Only we can't. So we, we face the way the rules are at the moment this summer, needing to sell to buy probably in terms of not because we need to generate money to bring, because we haven't got it. Yeah. We've got a, a big silver briefcase full of it, but because it, it doesn't satisfy the P, the Premier League rules or FFP, so they want to see players sold before you... Oh, where are you getting that money from? Well, we should be able to go, see these two fellas here yeah. who own us. That's their money and they're underwriting yeah. it. So it's not an issue. And then it's up to them to responsibly govern the club then. That's it was, what it, it was should like. Be. It was like what Carragher said the other night. He said, how are Everton... Ever is meant to be get to get as big as Liverpool when they're not allowed to mm. spend what they've got. Mm. He said, "What Everton fans are meant to do? Sit there and watch Liverpool be successful for the rest mm. of their life? Mm. Because it. let's be honest, off the pitch, there's probably only two clubs in England who make massive money off mm. the pitch mm. in Man United and Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. rest do all right, but mm. not them too. Not as well as those. They're not global brands. They're not yeah. global brands. Chelsea." Uh, and those global brands, by the way, they've been, been global brands for a long time. since the 70s yeah. and 80s. Yeah. This is not a new thing. No. So what it does is it that never goes away. No. Your support never goes away. Yeah. And that's what it's based on. And, and that there's no other club can... We can't turn around and go, we've got this worldwide fan base that no. we can rely on to bankroll us. Mm. Liverpool can. And that's why they've not been so dependent. They can get massive deals because they've got those 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 fans out there. That's why the the likes of Nike and stuff are being yeah. attracted to them. But don't forget, didn't John Henry give them an interest free loan for the for the stand? Four hundred. But he given he's put four hundred million in as an interest free loan. So exactly. And the mad thing about it is this this one. And that should. And by the way, there's nothing wrong fine. with that. That should be fine. He shouldn't. But I'm just saying that. But, but what what's mad is this has only all come to light because um, the uh, hacker. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Found it all and give it, and to, build. it to build. Now yeah. he's in, he's in jail, yeah. which I don't really agree with either. Because you know, if we've got whistleblowers out there, they should be allowed to to do their job, especially when it's um, sensitive information that the public should know about. But God, he's just not a hacked. But the clubs first. Well, but anyway, but yeah. Surely, but Man, Man City, um, as you said, have got the power to go. Well, hang on, 
it was hacked illegally, so therefore two wrongs don't make a right. So that's their first thing. Mm. But I hope they generally don't. It just they don't just like get off with it. I hope they smash the system. Well, I think they've oh. said that the statements is we're ready to to do an explosive approach I think, I think that you, will prove that FFP is illegal I think you can tell by the amount of time it's took them to release a statement it's nearly a week now it was, what was it last Friday mm. it's Wednesday today so they've obviously looked over a lot of things the last couple of days and thought this is how we're going to approach They're it piecing it together because I, I think I read the guys wanted to say something Sharano, five minutes yeah. after I think they've just let it all settle down let the, everyone else talk about it and then come out when the when it's a little bit quieter, yeah. so they so their message gets across a little bit better, and I think it's very interesting they've done it on the week of a champion. No, well, that's also well. what I said though. Yeah. That it, when it first comes out, the narrative is hit them if they've cheated, do this, do that, do the other. Got Steven Gerrard saying, "Well, you know, they need to be investigated because that means I win the league." Then yeah, in yeah. twenty four, which he didn't she because didn't, he still yeah. didn't get more points than them. And now the narrative has started to change. That's what I've just said. So they've yeah. left. They've been clever because now it's gathering support. Whereas if they'd have come out and made a statement on the day, a big statement about it, and this, that, and the other people, they've been like, "Ah, yeah. you've been found." Now people are kind of going, "Actually, I, I hope that they smashed them, and I, they will do." It'll be, it'll be. Everyone said Bosman couldn't win when he went, and then yeah. it's because it's, it's a, it's whether or not there's a thing of saying these are our competition rules. Right, so we were talking about this yesterday, I think, when, and you sign up to that. I think on the Premier yeah, League, yeah. so we were talking yeah. and going, well, you sign up to those, so yeah. you kind of agree. But if it's illegal, once it goes into a court of law, mm-hmm. that's when the legality of these things come out. So if Man City prove that well, it is illegal in that, because it's a restriction of trade. Well, what I would say it? as well, oh, City are saying that they haven't actually done anything wrong. Yeah, so they're yeah. not even saying their FFP is wrong. due to an, e- an email? They're email saying they haven't done anything wrong, yeah. so it's going to be dead interesting. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, But do you know what the, the big thing that's come out of it is? that, And this is, again, why it should be it should be knocked on the head. Is this season proves more than anything that it is, it's nonsense. Liverpool are 25 points clear of a club that's got endless pots of money. Mm-hmm. Football doesn't work. With whoever's got the most money wins the league, it helps. It puts you up there, mm. but it doesn't. It's no guarantee, absolutely no guarantee that you can keep players happy. You can keep, uh, you know, you can keep players fit. You know, the manager might decide doesn't want to buy this extra player for whatever reason, and then and then you know you get you get a terrible spate of injuries like Man City have had, mm. which is essentially what's given up the league. Let's be honest. Um, Look at Real Madrid with the Galacticos. Yeah, they, you know, made, they had all the best players and win the league. They made great. No. Were they? You it's know. no guarantee. You can get your great set of players, mm. but I think it's it, no guarantee. I think it might prove as well the last two years why City haven't spent that much money either. I think the last two seasons they've only spent 50 and 59 mm. million. But but I think so also they spent 50 on Robert. Net. No. Uh, Last summer they bought Maris for seventy six alone, didn't he? So they did. That's spend what, but I think compared to summers gone by, where they've been yeah. spending well, maybe three. That City also do. They do generally. They've had this thing. Don't forget, Man City don't buy stars. Yeah. They make stars. They buy players generally just before the. You know, maybe Aguero would be the mm. would be the. But they genuinely go after players before they absolutely explode. They yeah. don't. They didn't go to Barcelona and try and get Messi. They they haven't gone to Real Madrid and tried to buy anyone. They didn't go to Juventus and bring Pogba. They go and try and get players who are just th- about to, just pop, about yeah. to uh, they become stars at Man City more than anything else. They wouldn't go to 75 million for Van Dijk. Yeah, they're not the biggest mistake they've ever yeah, made. Yeah, the dickheads for not doing it, but they wouldn't do it because it's it's more, you know, they do have that kind of thing yeah. of like, well, 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 is it? Well, they went and got Laporte instead, didn't they, for 50? Yeah, but when you've got, yeah. when you've got money, the, the biggest thing to do is, and Everton didn't do this, hence why we're still struggling now. Yeah. You have to all it's great having all the money, but there has to be a value attached to the money. And so you have to still have that and look and go, is that player worth Will Sahar in the summer for argument's sake, Everton wanted him. You know, would have I mean that would have blitzed that FFP if we'd have got him if they'd have agreed it. But Everton wanted him. They wanted eighty million, Everton could have afforded it because they've got the money there, but looked and, and went it's just not worth it, it's too much money. And the clubs have to always keep that in mind, you know. But obviously, what's mad is, is that now what you're getting is you're getting the like the amortization of contracts and right. stuff. So it shouldn't really matter. So you should be able to Everton this summer should be able to go and I don't know say say Rabio Juventus wanted to sell him and he was eighty million. Yeah. 
Everton should have no issue getting him and going, well, we'll pay Juventus 20 million a summer. Mm. Over four years, the length of his contract, they'll get the 80 million. You know, and that's how we pay for it. And that's what's shown in the book. Yeah. So instead of 80 million, it's shown as 20 million. And you've got that spending I think, thing. I think, that kind of thing, I kind of I agree with. Football, but I, don't think I think, what, I think you, there's bits out of FFP you can take. And if football, mm. it's if clubs themselves say, we have to have a better work and practice, we have to not be in debt to the best we can. Yeah. But if we want to go and buy someone, that's on us. Because mm. we'll just get an interest-free loan off our owner. Yeah. Um, and we'll sort it out when it needs sorting out. Mm. And that 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 for me is you take you, you know that that's that's it's having that responsibility, spend, isn't it? it? But then you know how many clubs are going to stick to that when it comes to winning things? But then that that's just the way it is. But, the, just, but the thing is, we've seen a club go out of business a couple of months ago, so it it obviously isn't making a, a difference at the lower levels as well, is it? Because no. you're seeing more clubs now being threatened to go under than you were once well, when that, FFP was going. Yeah, then, yeah. Sorry, go on. No, go on. And um, you see Macclesfield struggling to pay the pay mm. players. Berry went well, no longer. Mm. Nearly happened to Bolton, who were in the Premier League five, six years ago. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's obviously not working in every so level. Why, so why? So let me just say this is because you're absolutely right. So when a club, let's say Everton, January they're looking at a player who plays for a League One team. Yeah. They go, we want. Okay. So we brought Brantwick in, but let's just mm. say there's someone else, and Everton are like. Need a backup left back. That kid over there, three million quid. Mm. If it doesn't work out, we'll get rid of him in the summer and we'll get our three million back. And then they go, I can't have him because you take that three million out, you're three million down on your FFP mm. or, what, or whatever. And then, spend so it, suddenly yeah. you're not taking risks yeah. on players for like three million quid because you're like, we need that three million quid. That three million quid and his wages. Once it hits the FFP and mm. start messing the way they mess up, it has to like all have to be properly calculated. They go no. So those teams, are, so no one's taking risks. On those players, I know that's a large, larger conversation, which goes all the way back to Bosman yeah. about buying players from abroad or getting them cheaper. But no one's taking risks on players anymore. There's no point. There's no no point. We'll, what we'll do is we'll just wait to see if one of our kids makes it instead, which is probably for the better. But that whole pyramid is getting thrown into disarray, and all it's going to end up with, if if FFB stays in place for me, all I can see is the big clubs, ironically, just saying we don't want your rules. We're just going to go and start our own. It'll be the only excuse they need to start mm-hmm. the Super yeah. League. Loads of them have been chomping at the bit for ages. Anyway. The likes of Paris Saint-Germain have been chomping at, chomping at the bit well, because they're, they're cruising much. through the French League. Mm-hmm. They get to they get to Europe into the, normally around this stage and they fall flat because the players are not at it. And a, lot, a lot of the bigger clubs have already even had discussions with course, about the Super League yeah. as well together. Like I know Liverpool got mentioned, I think Arsenal got mentioned as money, well. So. If there's money to be made, they'll want to go and yeah. do it. And if you're restricting clubs, then why will clubs want to adhere to your rules? It's I know we were saying the other night, where we were about, well, if, if they ever left the Premier League, it's like, whatever. Like, I, know the, I know the standard might not be as great, but like I was saying the other night, no. is it that great now? No. How many world class players could you probably that's name? It's crap anyway. It's not... They've got a team that's 25 and FFP's points clear. probably not helping that because English players aren't, oh, sorry, English teams probably aren't attracting the players they were mm. 10, 20 years ago now. We'll, we'll put it simply. Put, put it simply. Put it simply. You've got all the same teams up there. I know there's a, been a bit, a bit of a variation this year, but it'll yeah. all fall back into place. Yeah. But a club like us, if we're trying to compete with it, with let's say we're trying to compete with with uh, Man City or, or whoever and we offer we're trying to get a player and we go we can guarantee you first team football no problem can they and we go well maybe not and then the wage comes up and everyone go well we can't offer you the wage yeah. simply because of FFP not because we haven't got it and man, one of these other clubs can go well we can because we, we've got a 75,000 seater stadium or whatever so straight away you're limiting you're limiting yourself it, it's just nonsense absolute nonsense and then the talent doesn't get the talent doesn't get moved around. It all goes to the same clubs all the time. And all it is is a monopoly. If people can't see that, then... Well, to be fair, I think there's only one club you can't see, if I'm, if I'm honest. Mm. And if they wanted to buy a big player for big money, then... It's just not fair. It's just... Are you saying you haven't heard about Akron's and Stanley? Yeah. Like, for teams like Akron and Stanley or whoever in League One, League Two, no it gives you no hope, really, as a fan, to no think... Chance. Oh, we might reach the Premier League. Because the other thing about that as well is, if you're a club like that, you're just thinking, is it worth taking that risk now? We'll go out of business if we try and push on now. 
unless you get a really good crop of players mm. who can push you on it's not going to happen and then you've got no hope of a owner coming in a local lad owner mm. who can put money in and give you the leg up because of FFP because yeah. if you can't prove how you can make that money then you're it not ju- allowed to put it it just makes me think how clubs like I look at like Wolves and how much they've spent it makes you think how are they how are they well how, they won't because they, how are they doing it you know what I mean that, a clever account, but it yeah. makes that makes me laugh. You've got an agent who's, who puts players into a club that's in the championship. <laughs> I mean, well, he was the, guy, the top players because he's part of it. Wolves done the deal for Fernandez to Man United. Yeah, it's just and all because there was talk of a, a United player would then go on loan to Wolves because yeah. of it. I so think if this like continues, all crazy. that'll happen is, as I mentioned, we'll get a Super League, and at the flip side of that. We'll either get clubs going bust or we'll get big clubs buying little clubs so that they can stockpile players into them and work the FFP round that way. It's all nonsense. It's all all the same. It's all for the big clubs. It's going to be dead interesting to see what City do. Smash it. Anyway, coming up in part two, we'll be discussing the weekend's fixture against Arsenal down at the Emirates. Thanks for downloading the Toffee TV podcast. But did you know we put all our shows out as podcasts? Head over to patreon.com forward slash Toffee TV EFC and you'll find all the latest shows available as podcasts exclusively for Patreon subscribers. So if you need to find all the latest ever news, conversations, stats, match previews and match reviews as easily downloadable podcasts at your convenience, head over to Patreon. Welcome back to the Toffee TV podcast. Everton actually have a game this weekend away to Arsenal at the Emirates. I know, Baz, you've been massively impressed by Mikel Arteta. Oh, Baz loves Arteta. Absolutely on fire, this guy. Yeah, superb. How many wins has he got, Baz? Done well. He got a second win, didn't he, of uh, his managerial (laughs) career the other day. Something Antilotti had in three days, two days, wasn't it? Not a fan of him, then, no. Uh, listen, he's all right. I, I, I'm not a fan of Michael Arteta. He's all right. He's all right. He's, he's, he's um, it, it surprises me how his behaviour at the end is massively overlooked by Evertonians. At yeah. Berserk. But he, he, listen, I'm sure he'll turn out to be a good coach. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't know what you want me to say. I want you to say what you say off camera about Michael Arteta. <laughs> I'm not a fan. There you go. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Arsenal fans seem quite happy though, yeah. which is which is uh, strange. Uh, no, I mean I don't think it's strange. I think I'm a bit. I'm not. Wouldn't say I'm worried about Sunday, but I'm not. I think a lot. I think that it is a good chance to break the the um, hoodoo that is down mm. there in 1996 since we won at Arsenal. Yeah. Um, but I'm not thinking it's it's just going to be a straightforward game because I think I think what's happening with Arsenal is they they're improving bit by bit and I think the fans are enjoying it because it's they can see something tangible happen on the pitch. I know the results haven't been they've had a lot of draws, yeah. Um, but it feels they do. It seems to me by watching a few um, clips and stuff that they feel like they're in together. And I think where we've got to be clever on Sunday is is that. We don't fall into a either a false sense of security or, or or just I don't know if the game's flat. We've got to be a bit more proactive, I think, because I think they are the kind of team. And I think they showed this on Sunday, Sunday when they beat yeah. Newcastle. But even when the game's flat and they look poor, they do have people who can hurt you. And I think it's for them. It's about getting more out of those players. Um, and I think we've got to be very very careful with that because I, I don't think we can play like we have the last two games. And expect to get a result at yeah. somewhere like the Emirates. I think we've got to go up a level and cut out all those silly mistakes that um, either we got punished for at Watford, but redeemed, or or didn't get punished against Crystal Palace. So um, I think we've got to go up a level. But it, but we're going to have to go up a level in the next four games because it's crucial we get something out of these games if we want to qualify for Europe. Definitely, I think going back to what you just said there about the fans, and I noticed. A big change in them when they got a point away. At Chelsea, I think it was away at Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And they were down to ten men, and it seemed like they're giving this manager a bit more of a like a bit more leeway compared to what they were with Emery because his football was, they they classed as negative. Um, but I think we need to start quick. They've got a game t- tomorrow as well in the Europa League, so mm-hmm. it depends whether 
Arteta will go full strength in that, which I imagine he will because it's probably their best way of qualifying for the Champions League mm-hmm. as well. Uh, but we need to come out firing straight away um, mm-hmm. on the front foot, pressing, press high, and um, just got to take our chances when we get them because when we've gone to those places in the past, we haven't really had the chances to take them. Um, I don't really fear Arsenal as a team. As a, uh, I look, at, I look around and think there's probably only a handful of players who maybe get into Everton's team. Mm. Probably the, the front two, mm. Lacazette and Aubameyang. Because like like Ped was saying there on Sunday, they were awful, awful mm. first half, dreadful. Newcastle, Newcastle played really well. Don't get me wrong, first half, but they should have been out of sight. Arsenal first half, but then second half, cross comes in, Aubameyang goal, and it's game over really. And mm. so. It'll be interesting to see how we approach it. Will we go go for them, or will we try and sit back and hit them on the counter? Yeah, listen, they've got match winners. They've got the front two are brilliant. Lacazette yeah. and Young are brilliant. Pepe's got quality. If it if it happens for him on the day, Mesut Ozil has mm. got you know if he if he fancies it and he normally fancies it at the end, it's more so yeah. than away from there. They've got that ability. I'm not looking at it going, this is an easy game, because, no. hey, it's our Arsenal, like mm. you just said, 24 years since we won a game down there, so <laughs> quite clearly it's not yeah. an easy place to go. But what I would say is it's our best chance for a number of years of actually yeah. breaking that record. You know, They're a decent side, they've got match winners, but they're also poor at the back. The keeper's not convincing. Um and I think we can score goals there. We've got yeah. we've got three or four players in that front positions who can score goals and cut you open. It's about taking opportunities. Um, I remember last year last we went down there and we should have been three 0 up and, and we come out second half they score a worldy mm-hmm. Lacazette we're chasing the game and then they get an offside goal. So it'll be a very very difficult game. Make no mistakes about it. But it's a game that we can definitely win. Mm-hmm. And if not win, make sure we don't lose. We've got to have some belief, haven't we? That's the thing. The, the first thing mm-hmm. we've got to have with games like you know Man United that we have to Chelsea away and then Liverpool. We've got to have belief we can win these games, mm-hmm. and that's got to be the difference for me. I think you've seen that in 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 you know as you mentioned they going there last year. We felt like we could get it, and then we, they scored a couple of quick goals, mm-hmm. and it's, it's that once you go down, you've got to have that belief. That you can come back, and yeah. hopefully the win at Watford has proved to some players that actually never out of games. You've got to have that hunger and that desire to get back into games, mm. no matter what the score is. They're not over just because you've conceded, even if you're away from mm. home. So I'm hoping there's been that change in mentality. Um, it seems certainly feels like it, there has been, but obviously the proof's in the pudding. Mm. And the thing about it is, though, this is the thing with like Arsenal are behind us at the moment. Obviously, if they win, they'll go above us, and mm. that's got to be a big thing to make sure they don't win. But you got to look at it like that. We're the team in form. When it comes mm. to these, I mean, if you listen to anyone out there in the press, they'll they'll be like probably waxing lyrical about how well Arsenal are doing or yeah. our Arteta, our Arteta's doing. But Everton, ooh, I don't know. Mm. And it's that's not the case whatsoever. We mm. know that we're the team in form, and hopefully with that confidence and with ha- I mean, the break can work two ways, can't it? Yeah. It can allow you to actually have a break and chill out and come back refreshed, or it can break up that momentum. Mm. You know. Let's hope it doesn't break up the momentum. But obviously, um, last Sunday there was a behind closed doors into squad friendly, mm. um, and we got Andre Gomez back on the pitch. And mm. obviously, Carlo and Chelsea's making all the right noises about him playing um, on Sunday. But can you really see that, Baz? Can you really see him starting the game? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I would have said not a chance before Ancelotti's interview. Mm. <coughs> Excuse me. Then. I watched his interview yesterday and he was like, well, he's in the squad and he'll start because that it's better than starting than coming off the bench because they're more prepared to start than when you're a sub, when you've been out. But I don't know. I don't. I personally, I think it's too soon, but I, I don't watch him train every day. <coughs> I don't know what he's looking like. I mean, he, the, I believe, you know, he wasn't amazing on Sunday in, the, in that game. Yeah. You know, and at times it was... He probably struggled a little bit, but that's only to be expected. And that, you've got to go through that to get your fitness back. But the little clips that Everton put out, he, you know, lovely passes, put one great ball through to Dominic Calvert-Lewin, shifted the play right and left, both feet, uh, had a good shot just over the bar. I know it's a, a training game, so I'm not, you know, I'm not saying he's he's yeah. back to best. But what he is is 
he's got something we don't have from any other midfield player that we've got at the club yeah. uh, and that is his ability to keep the ball control the ball travel through the gears with the ball he's got that strength to switch the play both sides he can dictate the pace of a game I don't think we've got that with any other midfielder we've got we've got lads who will compete you know we've got Tom Davis who tries to play a forward Sigurdsson's got quality but no legs mm. Snyderland is good at one job which is protecting Delph is a little bit of uh, you know bits and pieces of different people's games we've got nobody like Gomez stature or ability on the ball to protect the ball and to see a pass so he is vitally important you know this is a player who for me would have played every game if he'd have been fit yeah. you know and I think the plan very much was Gabamon and Gomez for the season wasn't it that was the, the ideal mm-hmm. and we've been robbed of that so it's great to see him back in contention but I mean, what about you? Can you see him going straight back into that well, start? Well, I think about is though the Crystal Palace game from last season yeah. when he came back from injury and he was put straight back in and he, mm. had, he was quite commanding. Yeah, he was good, wasn't he? Um, and at, at the end of the day, we look. At, I think we look at it as fans and we've got no real idea. We've got no, no concept of, of it, have we? Because we're even, even now we're used to players coming back and thinking back to the, you know, oh, they need a couple of games yeah. and the resies and the all resis, this. But yeah. now they get them to such a level in training, and with it being a break. The, the break's healed there's not this thing of oh we, we, we could get injured again mm. it's, it's healed they're sat, fully satisfied mm. they've been signed off by any doctor and it is about getting them fit and if they think he's fit I mean how fit can you get a player to, to the point that he's how long's he he's fully fit for, do you know what I mean you've got to th- maybe, maybe you've got to throw him in get him on the grass mm. and it, I think the question for me is for for, um, for for Carlo Ancelotti and I'll get your thoughts on this now Steve is does he put him in and go, well, like you just said, what do I do? I've got to put him in because I need to have a look at him because I, w- I want to look at him so to def- to see whether he's ready because actually we're in the top half. We're doing all right. One play is not going to dictate the whole, but he, you know what? The positives massively outweigh the negatives. If he gets on the pitch and he's great and he gets through it through pure adrenaline, then it's a game of footy dice. You've got an hour, let's say. Mm. And now that he didn't already have, yeah. whereas otherwise you'd just be sitting on the bench twiddling his thumbs thinking well I need another week week of training where what what he really needs is to be back in the environment mm. of a footballer I think they, I think they'll know more as well by starting starting a game and coming on because we don't know how the game's obviously going to pan out there might come a point where we're making different kind of subs and he's not needed in the end mm. so yeah. I, I get I get why he would start him rather than bringing him on uh, and I think from starting a game you'll know more after the game, whether mm. he was ready or not, we're coming on for twenty minutes. Mm. It, and well, the main game, thing is, it's not. It's not like he's. It's not like he's a centre back. No, this is centre midfield. Where we've been crying about not having players mm. available. The, the big question for me would be, if he did play, who would play alongside him? Because I think that's just as an important. I'd play alongside him. See, I think he played Delph. He yeah. could play Delph. But I do agree on form. Mm. Snyderland would probably... Yeah. Well, I'd just play Snyderland just for the protection and then you're allowing him to get on the ball then. Whereas with Delph can be caught out of position, which means Gomez would have to do a little bit more. But I think that the thing... I understand what Ancelotti means because if you're coming back from injury and you're a substitute, you sat on a bench and then the manager goes and needs you. Yeah. You know, you, you start stretching and then you go on. You can get a muscle injury. I remember when I broke my leg and my first came back, the manager started me and I couldn't believe it. It was like... Dave Whelan then? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't in the cup final, I broke it. <laughs> um, but I, I remember he said, no, I want you to start. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, all right. And I, I didn't suffer. I suffered mentally from the first couple of tackles because you get up thinking, is it all right? It's always the first tackle. But it's the, but the actual physical side of it, muscle-wise and everything, it was fine because... You do your stretches so the team prepares mm. before the kickoff, together. so you're warm, you're together. ready to go yeah. together. And you get into a game every exactly. Whereas the, if you dropped in, it's well you dropped in and the game's at a level, isn't it? And you see that's why some Tom people Davis. just can't be subs. Tom, Tom Davis, Davis. Tom Davis always better starting when he's dropped in, unless he gets put in like Duncan did up front and yeah. you can just run around. If he's in the middle of the park and he's cold, he struggles. So I think the thing with Goldman, like you just said, Steve. The manager will know more. It's worth sometimes putting him in. You can take him off at half time if he's really struggling. Yeah. Take him off after half an hour if he's really struggling. Duncan's done it. But what you do is you put him in. You see how it goes. Yeah. And if Everton, you know, for all we know, we might be going, well, I'm going to give him an hour. 
see what he's like because when we play United at home a week later which is a game I think we're going to win you know what we need he'll yeah. be ready to play in that game Gomez just walking out hey, you've just said it was a it was a dislocation they put it back in immediately it didn't require surgery but there was no cut yeah he was back in. He had a boot on. He was walking. He was on a bike within a week. Mm. I know he had the boot on, but he was doing his... So fit physically, he's fine. He'll strap up that ankle. And it's about him then going... like It's his head now. Mentally, so you put him in a team, and, and the minute the, the adrenaline takes over in that game, you're playing the game. And if he comes off after an hour, and he's done all right, he'll sit on the bench and go, I'm back. I was playing the Premier League game. I'm back. My leg's great. We move forward with it, whereas the twenty minutes and the fifteen minutes. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna learn much, no. are you? Really? No. And I think it's different to like you saying there about back back in the nineties. He always used to say, "Ah, oh, first tackle so important." Yeah. The Premier League's not really like that no more. It's not mm, an no, over no. physical. No, we're playing against an Arsenal team who aren't really an, an over mm. physical team either. No. I think it might be different if you're going away to. I don't know, something like Shrewsbury away where the pitch might be, or Tramier, like Tramier yeah, pitch. Yeah. You'd be a bit more... Yeah, yeah well, if you, yeah. You've, got to choose, yeah. you've got to choose your games, right? No, it's a, it's a perfect game for him to yeah. come back and for, a, for a lot of things. And you're right, it's, if you if he starts, it'll be, you know, you can. You know, I'm sure he can get up and down the pitch yeah. for an hour. On the ball, I'm sure he'll be fine. It'll be just that little thing. He's, he's, he's always had that good knack of hustling people off the ball without having to put tackles in and... and yeah, you know, I, I, he needs to be tackled though. Let's yeah, be clear, he does. doesn't he? He needs the impact, doesn't he? But it's because like when Seamus came yourself. back, though, isn't it? When Seamus mm. came back and we were all, you know, completely bowled over by how well he did against Leicester, and then mm. we didn't see him for a couple of weeks no. because actually his body reacted the way a lot of our bodies. We, well, we, you know, we all know now. We mm. do a little bit of exercise. We can't move for three days. Uh, God, you drink a beer. I can't move for three days nowadays, <laughs> but. Um, we know that, so we could mm. have a reaction. Yeah. But that, but then that's natural. They'll mm. be prepared for, that and then they can, they'll know that how they need to set up. Coleman was still doing full length sprints no, and step he, overs he in the ninety fourth minute. Wasn't he fully adrenaline. Different, up, different type of players as yeah, well. He was, he was just going through adrenaline afterwards. His body probably would have settled down and then reacted and yeah. gone. You know, you're not doing that again yeah, for a couple yeah. of weeks. Just relax. Whereas, listen, we, we, we yeah, yeah if they, listen again. We don't. We bow it. down to the to the experts, and they yeah. think he's ready. And listen, Carlo Ancelotti clearly can't wait to see this no. player on the pitch. He knows it's a player that could change this team. Mm. And if you get like, let's say, he comes in and you have like, you're looking for an hour and you go, yeah, he didn't have a great game. But then if the manager turns around, and go, he did have a great game because he's just had an hour of football. And now the next three games, I'm gonna we'll feel get a bit more fun, out of him, yeah. and the, his quality could get us over the edge. In those That's games. what I'm saying. You're putting him back in. He's getting that under his belt in the yeah. bank, as they're saying. It is a case with him of he is different to any of our. He's a different profile to yeah. any of our midfielders, so it does make a big difference in him coming back in. Arsenal or Harry, you know. Press him and, and get in, and yeah. that's good. And he'll do the same. And adrenaline takes over, and he's, he's a key player for us. And mm-hmm. the quicker you can get him back, Carlo Ancelotti isn't gonna entertain. He allowed that Everton, the fella, to ask the question. John Everton TV. Yeah. He allowed that question to be asked. Will he play? Will he start? That was quite an intrusive question yeah. for the player who's come up from an injury. The club doesn't normally do that. So that shows you. The whole interview was set up for that, though. No, but that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. quite clearly, all the evidence they've got back from the medical staff, from Andre Gomez, from Carlo Ancelotti, will be he's ready to play. Mm. Yeah, we're past those times, aren't we? Of just throwing players in and seeing if it. See if it, it works. Yeah, it's a lot different now of sports science, and they, they wouldn't be putting them in if they weren't, no. they weren't confident. No. And, and he, he's probably chomping at the bit himself. He, he done the, his Instagram post, didn't he? With I'm looking forward because well, he could be the, the difference, couldn't he? Too. Of he could. I'm, I'm not, not to put too much pressure on him, but no, he could he be get, the if he gets up to speed, stay and gets back to what we know, something like what we know he can do. Yeah. He will be the difference because we don't have anybody no. like well, him. He mightn't be the difference in this game. No, 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 but he certainly could be the difference in the next two or three weeks. And again, that's where doing it in that way of uh, you know bit by bit it doesn't always get the best results mm. they feel like he's physically fit now mm. and can do the job then let him go and do his job what do we do um, the manager's more or less conf- he's hopeful that Walcott will join back in he said didn't look too convinced by it what do we do with them because we haven't got anybody Sadibi. for that Sadibi would you yeah no doubt about it yeah. play Sadibi on one side and the Wolby on the other yeah. no doubt no Bernard 
No, I wouldn't have been out for away games. I really wouldn't. Not it. I just. I think a Wobie. This is a perfect game going back to his old ground as well. I think he'll have something to mm. prove. I think that always comes into the consideration. Um, I think a Wobie physically, physically is well. he's a, a, big a, lad. He's a big lad. He's got something to prove though. Mm. And as I said, on the other side, what that allows you to do is be have to have, a little bit more call. Show yeah, your DCA yeah. machine. Yeah. I. 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 Because the only alternative is with Charleston and, and Moise Keane and. and I, I but just, what about a Wobi off the right? No. No, I, again, mm. I think we're trying to stick. Mm. No, I'm just, I'm just trying to stick square pegs in. But just, it's just because that's an area where we are light, aren't we? We're light on no, the right no, hand the, side, aren't Sadibi's we? The, he's clearly the backup, isn't mm. he, for the right winger? Mm. Coleman will come in. And then look at Bamiyang plays off the left on you as well. And, that's and he's quick, Sadibi. I know he gets yeah. caught, but he's also quick. He can recover. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, again, physical. He's a big lad, isn't he? He's a, See, I'd know. go with Bernard instead of a Wobi on Sunday. That's Would you really deny yeah. a Wobi though his homecoming? I, I just don't. I've always had this thing. I don't like ex players going back to their old te- their old teams and say because it just I don't know. I've always had that. Whether it, it's too emotional yeah. for them or whatever. And he's a big and he's an Arsenal fan and mm. his family will still go to the Arsenal games. It's just mm. I don't know. I, I actually think it makes me think with Will Angelotti change his system on 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 Sunday due to. Watching the game against um, it was last home game, Palace. Palace when he went to the four five one because he's seen how much we're getting overrun in midfield. I don't know if that yeah. uh, it makes me think they play Arsenal play more four three three though, don't mm. they? So in actual in the in the centre of the park, I think we'll be all right. Whereas yeah. where's the way the way I don't know. I mean that's up to him, but I can't. I honestly. I don't see him I changing. I can't see it changing it because yeah. I just don't think it's working well. And maybe, and that's when he maybe got 23 oh, points from 33, haven't he? He could do, no, but I, I don't know, think yeah. Ancelotti's the type of man to start games of football thinking about how the other team play. He'll do that during the game, and that's mm. where, but he will adapt if he needs to. I just don't, yeah. I don't look at Arsenal and think, oh, I'm terrified of Arsenal. No, me neither, but I just. It certainly sounds like you are, Steve. No, I'm not yeah. terrified. I just think. Whimpering. It worried. I, I, I get the impression it worried him a bit how weak we were in we were, sense of No, no, we were, but that's, but then that's clear. Yeah, I, I, I thought well, he, he made the change last He made the change because for after 65 minutes. Yeah, he scored and then he made the change yeah. straight Yeah, 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 but he's watching it. I, yeah. If he'd have been worried, he'd have done it early, wouldn't he? I think the way the game played out, I, I think he's the type of manager who worries about us. And then he'll see, and if, it, if it's quite obvious in the game, and that's great that he does that, he yeah. look and go right. I'm gonna do this. I need to change this up because we're maybe losing this a little bit. He lets things. He kind of he says this himself. He lets things play out, but then obviously if it gets to the point where he thinks we're losing this a little bit, he will change it. So I think we'll. I think to be honest, four four two is what we will play. I think he's a manager. All the time under. I think he's also a manager that never thinks the game's gone. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Never thinks the game's gone, won, won all, all lost because oh, okay. he's he knows that during the game things can change. Yeah. We seen that at Man City, didn't we? We got Man City, we we went two 0 down, and mm. then he made the change. And I know we've criticised, we criticise, I criticise Silver a lot for that. But with him, he's more like he'll he'll look at the whole picture and make those changes. Sometimes mm. it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Mm. Depending on who comes on, but um, no, I think he'll go four four two and just and just think. Well, hang on. We're the team of form. Let them worry about us. Let them change their formation for us. Do you think you've they've gone away from the days of playing with Charles and that? I do. Do you think he's? Just I do. I think up he's top now. I think he's up top. He might change during games. Yeah. I just don't think he'll start him. I just can't see it unless we've got. There's there's an option, of course, but I think he. I he just looks like the kind of man who goes. He's my number one in that position, and he's my number two. Yeah. And that and Sadibi's just number two on the right mm. wing, so he'll play him. I suppose he he made the change, then he brought Sadibi. I think in the he, Palace, if he's Palace game, as I well. think personally if he's gonna, I don't say no, we won't put Richarlison wide in games because because he no, might yeah. do. But I think it's more that's more likely to happen at Goodison. I think because you put Moyes Keenan, so I think you're more likely to play with the crowd with Richarlison on that right hand side. I think away. Do you maybe think he might it. play on Arsenal's weaknesses at the back though, maybe? Well, he will with two strikers. If you put yeah. two forwards up, Calvert-Lewin and Ritchie Allison, and you've got Moyes Keane to come no, on. I mean, if, if he played them on the right against Arsenal, I mean, that's what I mean. I just think, yeah, we... I just don't... The Walcott thing will... It'll be interesting what he does, yeah. and but it probably will just be Sadibi, and it'll be... Yeah. Let's let's get it up to Calvert Lewin and Richarlison and let's get people around them. And yeah. don't forget, Sadibi puts a great ball in. Yeah. So it'll be more likely... Yeah. The likes of a Wobi or whatever, get in or Bernard if he plays, get in round the back like you did against in your last game. Get in round the back because there'll be space there. So I think more likely 
that that'll probably happen. I think he just wants a team, and I don't, I don't know if you feel like clamming all your players into a team mm. makes a team. Mm. I think that's where um, funny enough, I think that's where Arsenal have gone wrong what, a lot of times. What I will say is though, it, Moise Keane will definitely get games before yeah. the end of the season. It won't be Calvert Lewin with Charleston every week. That's what I think. Yeah. I think as we go through the game, Moise Keane will start games forever. Oh yeah, 100%. This season, because he'll want them to, because he wants them to develop. he'll just pick the right games, mm-hmm. I was saying before about... If you look at the last... We've seen him with, well, he's done with Mason Hallgate in the last game. Yeah, yeah. Like, so he, he could just say to, to Don, one game over Charleston, just that. Do you just, think he'll go back to Hallgate and Mina? No, he's got to, yeah. for me. Yeah, got to. Well, with yeah. pace, yeah, got to. Movements and pace of Aubameyang, Lacazette, you can't go with Michael Keane. You might as well just plant a three. It's okay if you got if your plan is to sit on the edge of your box and yeah. not move yeah. and play the low block. Then Keane's great; he led everything away for you. But if you're gonna actually try and play and, and get up the pitch, then you can't leave Michael Keane yeah. exposed pace wise. So mm. I think Holgate will be back, and I think Keane will drop that. Yeah, I, could, yeah. could, be, I think they'll be. I mean enough, but I, I, no, I think it'll be. No, I think there'll be like two or three, maybe four changes. Mm. Um, and of course, Mina's the threat off the set pieces as well. Isn't oh, yeah. You know. Mina starter. Yeah. He's the so, main centre. Main main yeah. What's it just very quickly before we finish? Sport pays us stay just very quickly on this. Happy to see it go or not bothered? Or? Not, not, not too bothered. And it's been coming, hasn't it? It's, I mm. think they've had a lot of problems as a company, I think. Yeah. Uh, in Ghana, I think I was reading yesterday. Um, I think I think a lot, a lot of people knew this was coming, but it's just. Be nice to have a sponsor for the kids, I suppose. And yeah, yeah. That type of stuff, but yeah, it's just just a sponsor and just try and make as much money out the next one. <laughs> that's it. That's that's kind of the thing, isn't it? It's great if it's if everyone's happy with it, but ultimately, yeah, like, ultimately, as we started the podcast talking about FFP, if that's still a consideration, we mm. need that sponsor that's going to pay us honest, a big you, load of money. If don't you we? get a, anyone to take any sponsor, we could buy a play, end up buying a player for fifty odd, fifty yeah, odd million. Sure. You know what I mean? So. I'm not really. Get a Facebook or something like that. Yeah. Amazon. 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 There you go. Thank you for listening to the Toffee TV podcast. You can find a video version of this on our Patreon if you want to go and uh, check that out. Baz is waving for the purpose for the of, people, the video. of the video. Um, <laughs> so yeah, go and check that out. We've got loads of videos also on our YouTube page. Don't forget to subscribe. And thank you for listening. See you later.